This is Michael Felker. And this is Joy Richman. And, and where would, would you like, like to try, try again? again? And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Inside Your Head. Your head. I never asked to grow up, so please don't make me do it. I wasn't meant to grow up. Don't think I'll make it through it. Things have been going south since I hit puberty. It looks like growing up is just Welcome to Inside Your Head. This is Nasty Neal, and I'm joined by director Glenn Payne and writer and star Casey Dillard of Driven. It's very cool to have you here. Yeah, yeah thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, we, right. we, want, we want a cool nickname too. All right, let me. I'll have to think of something here. Creepy Glenn, Casey uh, and Grimy Glenn. That works. That fits. And I'm Casey Do Nasty Dillard. All right, <laughs> I, I dig that one. All right. <laughs> yeah, nasty Neil and then and, and, yeah, and do Nasty Dillard. Are you guys related? Yes. <laughs> so it's uh, it's going to play at Dances with Films, uh, which runs June 13th to the 23rd, and Driven plays June 15th at 11.45, so almost midnight. It's a right. cool time. Yeah. yeah. So Casey, where, where did the, the idea for the movie come from? So the concept was actually Glenn's, because he okay. misguided thought that a movie that took place all inside and from a car would be really easy to make we were like yeah. this is going to be our really easy feature that we can just knock out <laughs> well um, I was thinking oh it's one location yeah cool. but we forgot that you have to put the car at every location yeah, somewhere so it's different actually also. like yeah. 17 or something Yeah. Um, and then I think we both had different ideas for the actual story Mm-hmm. And and mine was the one with the rideshare driver, and it was more of a thriller comedy type of thing, and that's the one that we ended up making. So, so I so I assume then you you both knew each other before uh, making Driven. Yeah, we met. Gosh, are we coming up on a ten year anniversary? Yeah, we are. Yeah, with a uh, with our improv group, comedy group. Yeah. Um, oh, nice. And- West of Shake Rag in Tupelo, Mississippi. Right. We've, we've done improv comedy with that team since 2009. Um, um, so we've, we've collaborated on film for years now. I don't know mm-hmm. how many. Well, mm-hmm. it's, it's been a lot. Yeah. So did you write the uh, the character of Emerson thinking that you would play her? Um, I mean, I definitely was going to demand an audition, but I was open <laughs> to the idea of someone else playing her. I think basically we kind of ran out of time is sort of what happened. Well, that's what I mean, you, yeah. that's not what I would say, but well, uh. you know, I basically we ended up not opening the floor on that one, yeah. which was not necessarily my intention because my main thing was I wanted the best person for the role. And I mean, obviously I think that's me because I'm a narcissist, but <laughs> like, I'm definitely up for someone else doing it if that's it. But then we got Rich and his mm-hmm. schedule change. Or that's Richard Spate Jr. We're not rich, just to be clear. No, no. Uh, but we, we got him, his schedule changed, and it moved all the production mm-hmm. up, basically. And so we we didn't have time for an extensive search as part of it. And and Glenn believes in me. And yeah, I, I always wanted her to do it. So, um don't let her don't let her fool you. I, yeah. She's got skill. Yeah, I honestly thought you were great in it. I, right away from, uh, when the movie starts, you have some great dialogue. And I was like, oh, I, I like this movie already. Thank you. Yeah, good deal. Yeah. Does uh, Emerson talk like you at all? 
Yes, I'd say like if you if you combined Emerson and Rogers speech patterns, you probably get something pretty close to mine. Yeah. So I, she's she's different than you though, definitely. Yeah, I would say. I, would say. I, say. I mean there's some there are some similarities, yeah, some but overlap. it's but it's I'm, definitely not like a, a you. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Did you have any uh, experience either drive with an Uber driver or Lyft driver, or uh, was it just the idea that we'll put it in a car and it'll be easy to make? I was sort of an unofficial designated driver for a lot of years when I first started doing improv and things. Not not with Glenn, a different team. I was I was younger then. Um, I I have not been a rideshare driver. But I've also, I ended up, um, some friends of ours put together a horror festival in Tupelo. And was sort of the unofficial handler for some of the guests there. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I was actually chauffeuring a lot of, it's funny, I I joke around about like dropping off a bunch of horror icons. Like like I was taking my kids to soccer practice and stuff. (laughs) There's a great photo with you driving and all three, three of them. Yeah, I in the had, back of the I car. Had, uh, <laughs> Bill Mosley, Michael Berryman, and Linnea Quigley all in my. Oh, excellent! Car. So yeah, it was it was pretty funny because it really did look like I was dropping Which, them off for Bible school. Coincident with Bible school, okay. Which coincidentally enough is the same car that we used in the film. Yeah. Right? Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty wild. Yeah. 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 Oh, by the way, I've had all three of those uh, people on my horror podcast without your head. Nice. I'm a big yeah. horror movie fan, so that's, that's very cool. Yeah, they're they're great. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, really. I got I got nothing but nice things to say about any of them. Mm-hmm. So since you have an improv background, was uh, any of the movie improv, any of the dialogue? Um, not much. I think we'd add some little pieces here and there, but be- mainly because like wordplay and verbiage is such a big part of the story. We kind of had to stick pretty closely to the script. I think if you guys did improvise, it was mainly tiny little, like, like yeah, things at the very end. You know, scene was over, and 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 I haven't said cut yet, and then you guys would kind of originally go for me go for a minute. So uh, yeah, but I think it was pretty close to the script for the most part. I love improv and I love movies, but I tend to love them separately. Uh huh. <laughs> so why is that? Um. So there's exceptions to every rule, obviously, and nothing is set in stone. But I always feel like in movies that are improvised, well, no, I'm not going to say always. I often feel in movies where they're like, oh, yes, they improvise these things. The scenes kind of go on too long sometimes. And it sort of becomes a game of two people trying to be the funny one instead of move the scene forward. And that's that's fun for a while because they usually are very funny, very talented people. But also, like, I'm I'm kind of wanting to watch the story usually. So after ninety minutes, it might start to right, yeah. right. Yeah, and, no, I know exactly. What you like mean. really long runtime these days. Yeah, yeah, like I like Christopher Guest because his his tend to be pretty tight. Mm-hmm. We don't we don't generally extend past the ninety minute mark there. Yeah. Yeah, I wish he would make more movies. I'm a big fan of uh, Christopher Guest films, mockumentaries. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. He's, he's great. So, how did uh, Richard uh, is a spate? How did he fate. get involved? 
Uh, so, yeah, we. Uh, well, I met Richard um, at the Oxford Film Festival in Mississippi. Um, I don't know, some years ago. You weren't there the first year, right, Casey? The first year he was there. Yeah. Yeah, I was. I just didn't meet him. Okay, and then. The next year, um, he came back again, and then we, we got to hang out even more um, kind of as a group. And then he and I sort of I mean, I kind of loosely stayed in touch slightly over the years. Um, I don't know, I haven't worked that long, I guess. But, uh, and then we came up with the idea. We decided to shoot it over to him and see if there was any chance that he might be interested. And uh, luckily, he was. He loved the script and his... Uh, his agent or, or whoever seemed to really like it too. So we kind of worked out details from there and uh, which has been amazing because uh, we've been making movies for a long time. Um, so it was one of our, I don't know, I guess my first step into dealing heavily with like SAG and, and, and a well-known actor and how all that went. So I was unsure how things might go uh, once you get really into the grind of making a movie. But Richard is just such an amazing person. Oh yeah, he's a gem. Yeah, he's just—he's just so laid back and so generous that it was just—it was just a breeze. It was just so great working with him. And we had the craziest conditions. I was about to say we had ever. very unpleasant filming conditions. So like, if there, if there had been a crummy attitude on set, it it would have been bad. Yeah, because you know, like everybody was already—it was free, we we filmed during this freezing snap. I think we had two days of filming that were above freezing and it was all overnights. So everybody's already kind of on edge. Mm -hmm. Just because you're tired and worn yeah. out. So yeah. it was it like all great cast and crew. I'm not saying any of them were hard to work with. I'm just saying put people in unpleasant conditions long yeah. enough and you get sort of a powder keg situation. So if we had had somebody that wanted to diva out, it, it would have been awful but that's yeah. not who he is at all and it would have been easy for them to do because it was just i mean we were dealing with like uh i don't know it, was, it varied between 10 to 20 to 30 degrees each night and most of the movie uh, well the whole movie is uh at nighttime so that meant overnights like you said and then outdoors but then it was uh we were we come in tupelo mississippi where we're from and so the southeast is supposed to be you know warm uh somewhat but uh it was not for those two weeks well i'm like the next week like the week yeah. after we filmed, it was like in the eighties in January. Yeah, it was yeah. it was insane. Yeah, but but everybody was. I mean, I mean everybody truly was great, and, and we're very lucky and kind of adamant to have a a, a laid back set. So we, we kind of we, we we're very serious and get our work done. But we also like to kind of goof around a little bit and have fun. So it's usually pretty uh, pretty pretty chill. So um, did you feel like you had a, a good chemistry right away since the movie is primarily uh, your two characters? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think we did a good job. Uh, I mean, part of it is just he is wildly talented and I am also good. So like that, that, mm -hmm. that helps a lot. But I, I definitely think that we both uh, sort of made the effort to make sure that the other one was at ease the whole time. And... Um, when you guys would rehearse together, you know, a lot mm -hmm. kind of run through stuff because that's a lot of dialogue and some of it is tricky. I felt so bad the first day he got to town because I was sick the first week that we were filming. Um, a fun game to play <laughs> if, when, if you watch it again is to go back and pick which scenes that we filmed during the first week because my face was just swollen up from steroids and, and my neck was swollen up from inflammation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you have like bronchitis and strep. strep the same oh, okay. uh, 
I thought she was just like pumping iron or something. <laughs> yeah, she was yes. juicing. <laughs> I was just needing to get ripped under Rip. my ball. Um, but like he he wrote me his first day in town and was like hey you want to get together and practice some of this and i was just like i'm really sorry i can't oh so you were the you were the diva yeah oh because like every every night it was she couldn't i I would feel my voice like slowly she couldn't eat solid food for i think i ate yogurt the first week but obviously that cleared up and and we could actually practice together Mm -hmm. So you mentioned, you know, uh, the idea of putting it in a car and it'd be easy to uh, to make. But I was just wondering, like, the difficulties of filming actually in the car and also uh, keeping the movie interesting since it is one location. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I knew the visuals are going to be very tricky and limited in a sense. And um, I'm in my background is fine art. So uh, I don't hesitate to storyboard if I need to, but I don't like to do it. I don't usually do it. This is probably the third movie out of 20 something that I've actually storyboarded, but I did draw out a fr- every single frame, pretty much every frame of the movie beforehand. Um, and I would set up in my studio, I would set up chairs as if they were a car and I would walk around it, you know, like a weirdo and pretend that that was, yeah, there's basically a driven comic book. Yeah. Yeah. There pretty much. Yeah. Because it's so easy, you know, you film out of order depending on the location and what other, whatever else you're dealing with. So if you try to, in my opinion, if you try to make things up on the spot, uh, as far as, Oh, we'll do this angle next and this angle. It's so easy to repeat the same things. Um, when you put, yeah, when you put it in order later, you need to really know, okay, we already did this shot and that shot for a while. We need, I need something else to, to, you know, switch it up. So it's, it's interesting. And what can we do with the lighting or the color to change it? Um, so yeah, it was, it was pretty thorough process to, uh, make sure that it hopefully, you know, came across as, as not stale, you know, mm-hmm. our cinematographer is really good. Yeah. Michael Williams. Um, excellent. He, he brings his own input to the table and everything. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah. And that's one good thing that, that I personally really enjoy about working with Glenn as a director is that the whole thing is a very collaborative effort. Um, and I, I don't want to talk for you here, but I feel mm-hmm. like if you have two people who are equally good at whatever it might be, be it visuals, acting, writing, whatever else, but one of them is kind of bringing their own opinions and stuff, and the other one is just doing what you say, I feel like you're more likely to go with the one who sort of has the strong opinion. Yeah, yeah, because I don't have a problem. Yeah, like if it doesn't work, then. I don't mind saying that, but yeah, I love, I love getting feedback. And Michael Williams, uh, our cinematographer, is also a very talented director. So, um, you know, he has a lot of ideas. He'll put in there. And Richard directs episodes of Supernatural, uh, Lucifer. and Lucifer, yeah. And um, you've directed a film before. So, um, yeah, I, I, I love having having as many creative minds on set as possible. So, you know, mm-hmm. max it out, see what we can come up with. It's cool. Yeah. How about like filming an action scene in the car? How was that? Yeah. <laughs> tricky. It was, it was, it was tricky. Um, there was a, so there was a rule that I set that uh, we couldn't, you know, the whole thing takes place in or around the one vehicle. So 
the car had to be present in every shot. So you couldn't just cut out to, you know, the lawn where there was a fight happening or whatever. You had to shoot through the window or the, or if the camera's outside the car, there has to be at least a certain percentage of the frame that is filled up with the actual car. Um, so you had to be very mindful of um, if you were going to throw punches or, or do whatever, you have to make sure that you really think it out, the angle, so that it works well. And um, then any action that takes place in the car, obviously that's very very tight space um so uh i mean that worked out it it, it makes you it, it limits the options of what you can do that you know will work so you have to you have less things to choose from well i even ran, ran into that while writing um you know you'd be writing like a fight scene and yeah that's right, be yeah. like close up of mm characters grappling with the bag and then I'm like, oh wait, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, right. was, that was very frustrating. And so I ended up, I yeah. think, keeping the action scenes as vague as possible. I, I took a very much, that's his problem at it. So is there any backstory to a turd spoon? Has that ever come up in your life? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> without, without telling the audience, maybe? All right, all right. <laughs> well, very good. Yeah. Then. People, people are like, "Where did you come up with that?" And I'm like, "Life, life." I've, I've been very broke <laughs> at times. I'm slightly less broke now. Uh, my life is turd spoon free. But we, <clears throat> when we first started marketing the movie and doing social media and stuff, I don't remember how we decided to pull the trigger. I know a friend of ours. You sent it to him, a writer friend, uh, Brent Hearn, Hearn, for just for feedback, and he commented on that part of the script. And after that, we started using it in our marketing well, as a I, mysterious term. I think I think he uh, I think he signed off <coughs> in the email. Like he gave all of his uh, critiques and things he liked and feedback and everything. And then, like when he signed off, he he signed off. Kurt Spoon forever, <laughs> love Brent. And um, I don't know. I liked that as a catchphrase. And then people started asking like. What's a turd spoon? And so it became sort of this mystery to build up and play with. So it became a much bigger part of the marketing even than it is in the movie, I think. But right. yeah, ha- ha- that's a good hashtag. Hashtag turd spoon forever. Yeah, th- thank you. Yeah. I-, I credit I credit Brent Hearn with that. Yeah. <laughs> I probably should ask this right at the beginning, but uh, can you give people an idea of what the movie is actually about, Driven? <laughs> <laughs> You want to take this or you want me to? Uh, you go ahead. All right. So Driven is about a ride share driver with an affinity for stand-up comedy and a big-time fear of failure. She picks up this mysterious, somewhat abrasive passenger one night who it turns out is on a mission to break a multi-generational curse that his family uh is a part of upon yeah. yes, and so they're they are dealing with their inner demons, um, some possibly literal demons, <laughs> for lack of a better term. For lack of a better term, and um, you know, becoming friends along the way. I think I think my official pitch for it was like collateral meets. Pocahontas, uh, not Pocahontas, Moana meets uh, Hocus Pocus. I knew I got. I was going to say Pocahontas. Yeah, that's a, that's a, what? You didn't catch I didn't, the undertones no. of the. Uh, Gosh, I missed that. 
colonialism. Yeah. I really liked it. I like, uh, uh, since you mentioned the demons and stuff, uh, you know, the beginning, you're not sure, uh, you know, what, what the drive, the, the guy gets picked up, you know, what his deal is and, you know, eventually find out. And, and it really, it twists what you, what you expect is, is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And we, we had talked originally about how much, uh, to, how much of that to keep a secret mm-hmm. and how much not to, even like just in the trailers and things like that. Right. But eventually you're like, you know, you gotta, you gotta show something. Yeah. 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 So uh, wh- where was the cemetery uh, that you filmed in? Oh, that was actually in Tupelo, Mississippi. It's a uh, Glenwood Cemetery, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, the I think almost every location was in was in Tupelo, um, except the gas station. Except the gas station that was in Sherman. But the the, the town was so great uh, to help you know help us get everything we needed because I mean it was really. I don't know. You, you could call it like a, a, a huge little project if you wanted to throw something like that out there. But but so many people were involved in helping us get all the spots we needed. Because once again, like I was like, oh, a car movie. <clears throat> we can make this for like no money and it'll be not that bad. And then you end up with like 25 locations. So then you got to be you have to find out who you contact to film at this place, mm-hmm. and get permission here and get permits and shut these streets down. And, uh, and but, but that cemetery uh was great it's just it's just there in town and it's one of those things that a lot of people you know you get used to something you drive by it often and you kind of get immune to to noticing the charm to it that it has so uh it was a nice really i think that like a lot of the locations ended up being near my house yeah i worked out for you It's not like I was running back and forth up there. <laughs> yeah. When we were down at Robbins Field, a lot of people would go to use my bathroom. So that was That's true. That was helpful. Yeah. <laughs> that was helpful. So, is Dances with Films the first time you'll see it with an audience, or have you played it uh, at other festivals? No, we, we premiered at Oxford Film Festival, mm-hmm. which was a nice bit of full circle because yeah. that is where we, where we met Rich and where he made the fatal mistake of saying that. He really liked a movie that we made. <laughs> uh, uh, and we've seen it a few times since then, mm-hmm. mostly in our region, though. I, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, it, it, we've been fortunate; it's done pretty well, I guess, since then. So this is the first time we we're definitely stepping outside of our area with the film. Um, but uh, audiences definitely respond well to yeah. it, and that that's exciting. Um, which I don't I don't watch the whole movie very much. I usually kind of uh, stay there until Roger shows up, and I'll usually find an excuse to duck out just because I don't like watching myself that much. Uh-huh. But but it's fun to listen and try and guess where they are. Oh in the yeah, movies based on reaction. Uh, anything comedic is it's it's so nice for that instant reaction from the crowd because if you if you do a drama. Um, or something like that. It's kind of harder to tell if right. they're into the film. Mm-hmm. You know, you think it may be, but when they when they laugh, you know, or if they have a jump scare, or depending on what type of genre you're doing, if it's if it's straight horror or whatever, you, you can see that reaction right away, which is pretty nice, pretty refreshing. Yeah. Uh, the first time you see with an audience, what's that experience like? I, is it both excitement and like uh, a nervousness? Cracking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's. But there's something about it, like, not to tread the same ground, but but just getting those laughs where they're supposed to laugh, 
uh, that's pretty amazing to me. That, oh, we, we, we did this and they laughed. And yeah, if, if this didn't exist, they may not have just laughed right then in their life, you know, uh, yeah. in that moment. Well, I remember, I'm trying to remember which screening it was. I think it might, might have been in Tupelo. Yeah. The, uh, the, the window part. Yes. There, there, there's a scare in the beginning that involves the window, which uh, you, you've seen it. So when Roger gets out at the first stop, um, mm-hmm. and the like, there's a, there's a little scare that happens, and there is someone who had the most delayed reaction. It was like the, usually it's you can hear a few people kind of jump or whatever, but this one person is like ah, it was, <laughs> it was like a beat after it. Happened. <laughs> And that's been my favorite moment of Is watching it, it with yeah. the audience. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I have a short movie that's premiering this Saturday at a festival. It's my first thing I've ever been in, so I'm pretty and nervous it, about oh. about being, uh, not at this one. It's at in Happenstance Horror Festival here in Boston, but oh, um, okay. uh, but I'm nervous about watching it with people. <laughs> <laughs> It'll it, you. So you made it, or you're in it? I'm in it. I'm the main person in it. That's uh, exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. It's a short documentary about me. It's more of a mockumentary, like like a Christopher Guest thing. And I also uh, improv all the lines, so maybe you won't like it. But the uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, but uh, uh, the direct uh, the director and editor edited it down to four minutes from about a half hour. So I think he did a good job. Oh wow! Not just uh, a bunch of nonsense. Well, so well, a bunch of nonsense. But if it's four minutes, nonsense. you're good to go. That's gold. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. Yeah, that, uh, people people love a short comedy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hope so. So, uh, had you had uh, previous movies and in, in festivals? Yeah, um, we've uh, we've done so many films uh, in, over the years. I mean, um, so yeah, we've we've done a lot of. Now, I've never done one in Los Angeles or Hollywood, uh, as we are about to do soon. So that's pretty exciting. Um, but yeah, we've done a lot of festivals over the years with different projects. Um, so, but it's very exciting to see it in this different venue and at this theater, mm-hmm. the um, PCL Chinese Theater. So that that's pretty gonna be pretty pretty darn cool. It, although it's a very big theater, so we have to get people there. Yeah, it is. Right. <laughs> so you know, we're yeah, from. I was there far. once for a very for a, dar- a very different film. I was there for the Human Centipede three premiere. Oh very, wow! Very different movie. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a different uh, different tone they went for. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. yeah, turd spoon in that would 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 mean tell something. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, w- w- what do you think of the uh, festival scene, the festival experience? Because uh, I think it's good, you know, to to meet other filmmakers or other people interested in the film. Yeah, definitely, and and it's interesting how like. Every festival sort of has its own voice. Yeah, they're so different. Sort of what they're trying to accomplish. Um, There, there are some that it's very based on getting audience in to watch the film and everything, and and that's great. There are some that have like a very laid back pace, and it's about getting the filmmakers to mingle and. Yeah, the net, more networking ideas, yeah. things mm-hmm. like that, and and they're all really great. Like those are all necessary things that that you need to be able to do. And I don't know, it's exciting getting to explore 
more varieties of that because I've I've never been to Dennis with Collins. I don't yeah. know exactly what their voice is. Well, and this one's interesting too because um, Richard's gonna he's able to make it, so he'll be there uh, with us for the Q and A and the you know red carpet stuff beforehand. So it'll we, we've definitely seen um, his fans online and just how um, how cool and passionate. Uh, they are, and that is. So it'll be really cool to see that in person at a festival. Yeah, um, he has a very dedicated fan base. Yeah, yeah. And we have met some very cool people as a result. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. So since uh, you both have improv background, and you mentioned uh, uh, the horror festival, horror convention, uh, what kind of movies are you both into? I love comedy and um Pretty much anything with the Muppets. Okay. <laughs> I like the Muppets. Why is there not a Muppet horror movie? Is there one? Am That's I... true. I guess Dark Crystal, sort of. Maybe. maybe we should do that. Maybe make that happen. Uh, I I'm a big fan of. Uh, I mean, I do love comedy. I, I tend to gravitate towards like thriller horror stories, um, especially something that has just a little flair of something supernatural, just out of the out of the norm. I don't really know why, but. Um, so, uh, honestly, I probably watch more TV than I do movies at this particular great, great time for TV shows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and we have sort of a series that, that we work on. Um, yeah. When you said, when you said mockumentary and maybe think yeah, uh, stag wrestle paranormal, if you have Amazon prime, definitely check Ooh. that out. They're very talented people that have worked on that and we want our, to make more of them. But... Our, our ghost hunting mockumentary. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds very good. <laughs> it's it's very very uh fun and ridiculous. Yes. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, I definitely I definitely gravitate uh, towards comedy. I think. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe it's too early to 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 say, but wh- where does uh where does the movie go after uh, the festival run? Um. Well, and that's something that we're going to be working on during the festival. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're hoping to get a good distribution deal. Um, obviously, you want to end up on most of the streaming platforms and everything. Yeah. And hopefully, available on DVD. Yeah. So some of that depends on like you know how this festival goes, being where it is and the industry connections and things. We have uh, just a slew of other film festivals we're waiting to hear back from. Mm-hmm. Um, and we try to keep everybody updated on our, all our social media. And the more coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. w- with all the, the different streaming sites, um, uh, is that, I assume that's good. Is that good or bad for uh, independent filmmakers? Because all these things will want content. It can be a little of both. I feel like some of it depends on how much work you or your marketing team, if you can afford one of those, is willing to put in on it. Um, And what you're willing to do with the fact that you're taking your ship out of its like safe harbor. I feel like film festivals, they tend to be Number one, very forgiving. Number two, very analytical. So you're you're probably not going to meet someone at a film festival that's like, I hated your movie. <laughs> right, but right. I, you might meet someone who's like, um, it wasn't really my cup of tea, but I appreciated that you did this, this, and this. Whereas when it's released to the general public, uh, they they may rip it to shreds and yeah. and probably will. 
and what you choose to do with that from there is a big part of like how that goes. Because we we had one film that uh, started getting some very negative reviews right out of the gate, and Glenn uh, he ended up basically like leaning into it. Yeah. He he would he would he would comment back on every review. Yeah. Which kept us sort of in the algorithms and and sort of up in the searches and everything. And and so even though like people were very unkind about it, we did fine with it as far as like financially. And I know that the world sort of has mixed feelings about Amazon and Netflix studios and everything like that, but um, you know, the fact of the matter is we, as a society, we evolve and that's yeah. the step of evolution that we're in right now. Well, so, it's, it's, it's so, it's so quickly changing. Things are yeah so rapidly, you know, even just six months down the road, things switch so quickly. Um, and with all the streaming platforms, you just don't really know what's going to even happen next almost. Right. Because it gives you that what's much more. What's true today might not be true today. Exactly. Because there's that much more opportunity to show, to get your film out there or to, even, you know, to make a make some money off of it maybe. Uh, but. It's harder to get noticed. Yeah. Because it's starting to spread so thin. Or maybe you do get a. I see some movies on Netflix with huge stars. Yeah. And I don't know exactly how their deal worked out. But. Essentially, it's a Netflix movie because they purchase it. So it might have a buzz for a minute or maybe you don't ever really hear about it. And then it's just sort of gone. You know, once it's been on Netflix for whatever that initial buzz is, you know, first couple of weeks or a month or whatever. And then it starts to slide down their algorithm, you know, off the main page or whatever. Then it's kind of like, well, it's almost like it disappears. Yeah. Because you can find you can you could find it's still there. You can find it. But it, but as far as it being everywhere, well, it's yeah, not, it's like you know? it's like one minute every meme that you see online yeah. is about one particular yeah. movie or yeah. whatever, and then you just sort of never hear about it. Again. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's it's tricky. It's an interesting time. Yeah, yeah. He's just weird. Like uh, the Irishman, you know, the, the Martin Scorsese movie is going to be on Netflix, and I was like, yeah, you know, it's got like De Niro. Yeah. And, Gino and everything, but I'm like, how is that made for Netflix? It's, it's very odd. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I'm looking forward to it, but it's just very strange. I would have liked to see it in the theater. But... Did they do a, a, maybe a very limited? Um, uh, yeah, I think some of them do. Yeah, have a limited uh, theater. Yeah. Room. I think that's probably more about awards, I would imagine. Than, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, that's true, too. But, yeah. and it's just all changing so fast. Gosh. Mm-hmm. Crazy. See, you, uh, you mentioned social media. So where can you follow Driven and uh, follow yourselves? Uh, well, you can follow Driven. Um, our handle is at Driven Movie, and that is on Twitter and Instagram. And we are also on Facebook. And we do like to interact and, and do a lot of goofy, silly stuff on there. So um, hopefully people enjoy that. And uh, I am at ArtistGP2 uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Someone beat me to their you know, regular... Yeah. And I am at Citizen Case on Instagram, and I think I'm at Citizen underscore Case on Twitter. <laughs> I like that. I, I've case. mistagged her before. I, I, I think I think some <laughs> poor guy has gotten really blown off yeah. about some driven posts. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's like, why is this guy always messaging me about turd spoons? I don't <laughs> yeah. know what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I re- he blocked you. 
Yeah, he probably did. <laughs> well, I really dug Driven. I hope people come out and see it. And uh, if you're not at Dances with Films, you check out a festival in your area if it plays uh, around you. And I really appreciate you both coming on. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks what's, so much for having us. Uh, what's your title? Yeah. Nasty Neil. <laughs> Nasty Neil. Okay, well, there you there go. You go. Oh, the, well, oh, the movie. The movie no, title. That, uh... <laughs> oh, oh, uh, oh, actually, it's uh, Without Your Head. I kind of keep everything on... Uh, the, the backstory is uh, I did Without Your Head. It's a horror movie podcast since 2006. And uh, last year, I wanted to do interviews with people that weren't necessarily horror movie people. So I started Inside Your Head. But it's only been around about uh-huh. a year. But I've had a lot of cool people on, like Ed Asner, which I was surprised he did the show. But it was uh, very cool. And uh, and you guys and all kinds of people. So it's been very yeah. fun. Yeah, well, thanks for having us. We've enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks. I had a good time, too. Yeah. All right. All right. Enjoy your day, thanks. man. Thanks. You, too. All my high school friends are off in college now And I get high and watch TV all day Living in my mother's basement's really not that bad I got everything I need and I don't pay And I never asked to grow up So please don't make me do it I wasn't meant to grow up Don't think I'll make it through it Things have been going south since I hit puberty It looks like growing up is just too much for me I was doing fine when I was still a kid Swapping baseball cards and playing ball Then came my school classes that I couldn't understand And girls who wouldn't notice me at all But I never asked to grow up So please don't make me do it I wasn't meant to grow up Don't think I'll make it through it Things have been going south since I hit puberty It looks like growing up is just too much for me Just agree with them, but I say not now. No, not right now. But when they say I need to get a life, I just agree with them, but I don't know how. No, I don't know. for me